what's up everybody my name is michael aka rickshaw and welcome to worship and tribute nerd today we are talking comic books we're going to talk about the conclusion of the house of x powers of x comic and where the status quo left the x-men anyways if you're new to the channel subscribe hit the like button leave us a comment tell us which one of us is the most handsome Anyways, today we have some guests to talk about comic books with us. Introduce yourselves. I am Toby. I am Destin. And we are... Oh, yeah. My friend Toby said I should plug all my stuff more often. So, yeah. if you like this shit, go to Facebook. We've got a Facebook, Worship and Tribute Nerd. Uh, we also have podcast versions of most of these shows. Uh, we have them on Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. So go, when you're on your way to work in your old truck, listen to some of our shows. And then when you get to work, tell the old lady you work with about our show. She's going to love it. Your favorite thing. (laughs) I just love that, Michael. (laughs) So scruffy. Also, after today's episode, we're going to start doing a favorite comic book storylines series. So, check that out. Oh. Lots of 90s stuff for me, for sure. Mm-hmm. House of X. House of X. So, House of X. So, let's, let's first of all, let's talk about our feelings about House of X. I personally was excited for a new story where the X-Men are actually taken care of a little bit and kind of reworked instead of just... Oh, we're all dying. Mutants are dying. Oh, no, we're all dead. You know, that's what's been happening for like a decade almost. Yeah, yeah. So, so X-Men, what do you think? What did you, th- what did you think about House of X, Powers of X, Destin? I think, I think it did a pretty good job. I, I think it kind of set things on a new, new path direction. Right. And they've You're, got a lot of room to grow and places they can go with it. And you're not even a, you're not even a huge X Men fan, but no, like uh, pretty much my whole background in it is just watching the movies, uh, cartoons as a kid, and stuff like that, animated series and whatnot. Right, the animated series I think got a lot of us on that train. Yeah, it, it'll do that, right? And uh, and whenever I loved the the cartoon, I went to comics. You know, yep. started reading what was in there. The first story I ever read was the Executioner's Song. Uh-huh. Did you ever read that one? No, I never. I never read it, but I had some of the issues. Yeah, uh, yeah. is that the one that had the foil card on it? Yeah, it would come with a card in a bag. <laughs> right, I bought them for oh, no, those cards. Th- remember the ones with the holograms? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, but, yeah, 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 that's a different story. That's Fatal Attraction. Oh, that's yes. that's where Wolverine loses his Antimatter. Yeah. Never mind. But yes, that one. That's a good one. That's a good one. So what? Would, what was? You, did you ever read an X Men comic before now? Before this House of X thing? Before this, I don't really think so. Uh, I've read some Marvel comics and I've seen some X Men involved in them, but it was mostly like reading Avengers stuff and like Wolverine coming right. in and out of it, that kind of thing. Right. It's always exciting to be like, I guess I'll pick up a new Punisher. Oh shit, Wolverine's in that bitch, <laughs> and they're fighting. That's what I want to see. Yep. <laughs> did did Punisher fight Wolverine? So there's a there's a really weird uh, story of Wolverine versus Punisher. Um, I remember I got it from like a dollar store of some sort Mm -hmm. and it's like three issues long, but, 
at the end it's a cop out because Punisher was actually a robot and the real Punisher shows up and whoops fake Punisher's ass. I don't, I don't really remember it. it was, right. I was little when I read it and I was like, what? Even as a kid, I was like, what? <laughs> right. The old somebody's a robot thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's the oldest <laughs> trick in the book. <laughs> gotcha. That's what you got to do. All right. So let's cover the House of X. We, we, uh, we started it. We have a video where we talked about the first half and they're reinventing the X-Men and the way that they're doing this is one of the people that we are familiar with, Moira McTaggart, has the power of reincarnation. So every version we've ever seen of the X-Men, whatever the dark future, that's a different timeline in her reincarnation scheme. Which is cool. Which is very cool. It, 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 it uh, really helps out with all the... Uh retcons and and everything that they've tried to do over the years yeah there's so many too right you know like this is the the a giant retcon <laughs> that's all it is is it's just saying like no 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 everything that you know and loved it all happened but yeah. it's gonna be i would like to believe it's them saying to us you know how we've made it real sad for mutants lately we know how everyone's about to die now we're going to do something else. So <laughs> right, I, right. I feel like with this series, they did a really good job of like taking like retcons and stuff like that, but also like with the whole like trio of people in the X Men, like they like reviving people. They took retcons and reviving people, and they like just boiled that into the series, right? In a way, and like it's actually read in. It's not just something they're going to have to do from now on. It's just it's there. Right. And also, well, like the way we see, like we see like the versions of like the the futures we've seen in past. Right. You know, past comics. We've seen like the days of future past timeline apparently was just one of her lifetimes. You know what I mean? And stuff like that. And that's kind of a cool way to nod. It's kind of like joking about how many like, yeah, we have had a lot of, uh, you know, different dark futures. <laughs> but guess what? That was all one story yeah. being told it's right been, in here. It's yeah. built up to right here. Right. So, okay, the first one we see in, in we're starting at four. Four. You know, if you want to watch the other video, go do it right go, you gotta, now. Gotta go you watch it. <laughs> pause. Go watch it. Then come back. There you go. Anyways, when we left off last, the X-Men were going to the the outer atmosphere to like kill the master mold, the mother mold, the mother mold, mother mold, master mother mold. Yes, she is <laughs> mother mold who makes master molds who make sentinels, se- sentinel, right? Molds, no, just sentinels. <laughs> Why not? Too many molds, sent <laughs> <Sent-a> mold. <laughs> there you go. So, anyways, we see in this issue, they just like the X Men go and they're getting their ass kicked, and guess what? Whatever it takes, whatever to take it takes. this bitch down, and they all go down in a blaze of glory you see wolverine die you see cyclops die you see most of them die really pretty much every (laughs) single one of them right it's it's rough i think there's one that dies off screen and that's like it everything else you actually like legit watch them die yeah one by one which is very concerning at the time (laughs) and uh then we go, well, we're just going to kind of make it quick. The, the you know, I would rather talk about the outcome and how we feel about that rather than the, the semantics of each, uh, you know, episode or whatever. Right. So then we skip to Powers of X, you know, and then that's pretty much about how we find out all of the humans are being assimilated by the machines. And it's like a some sort of humans transcend 
and let themselves become assimilated to machines. So it's like, I don't know, that was kind of confusing. But anyway, there's a lot of confusing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the, there, there's some of the story beats are like lackluster and they're more so there to like now back to the juicy stuff. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? They yeah, didn't like, really so. feel like fleshing that bit out too much. They right. just kind of said some big words <laughs> and let you deal with it. Right. And after that, we've we've got like a, a bunch of villains. We have like a meeting with like the X-Men and villains and we're like talking it out. We're like, hey, you know, like especially Apocalypse. That's like a big one. That was a cool one to see. That was through. surprising. Yeah, it's like Apocalypse. They explain what's going on with the island and then all the mutants living together. Explain how they resurrect people. Explain that they're about to try and start a government and all this shit. And Apocalypse just kind of stands there with a shoulder shrugged, like, "Well, I've always said survival of the fittest." I guess y'all are doing it. So he's like, put her there. Yeah, he like, <laughs> put her there. He legit says, like, what you are doing right now is what I've been, like, fighting and conquering for for my entire life. And I'm just like, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Now, that this is so cool. Did, like, <laughs> did he say that he had fought a war on that island? Uh, he was, said, yes. So he said something like that like had he, happened he, a long time he ago. He knew the island and he was like, oh, yeah. No, yeah, I, Krakoa. I, I know the island. Yeah, Krakoa has been around for we a long history. time, honestly. Yeah. Like, um, apparently. I remember there's like 70s comics, like that era of X Men, like the 60s era of X Men where they go to Krakoa and yeah. they're like, the living island. So, uh, yeah, because I, I wasn't sure. He's was like, yeah, I know. I know the island and I've had a war here. Yeah, he like. I don't know if he fought to protect it or what, but like they said at some point in the series that he fought a war there and like him and Krakoa like know each other. Also, they said something about Krakoa having like a sister island or something like that. Hmm. I think you you got a lot more information than I did because there was a few times where I was reading and I was like, it's so late. I'm so high. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the difference between yours and mine life right there. (laughs) That kind of hurts my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've been drunk. That kind of so hurts my that. feeling. Where's the bong? <laughs> Let me just sip this vodka real quick. <laughs> Moving forward, we're setting up a fucking government. Right. Well, uh, they they go to the White Queen first, though, right? Right. What do they go to the White Queen for? Uh, basically, they want her to be like the, the businessman of a uh, businesswoman of the... Uh, to push the the drugs oh yeah because on krakoa with some of the technology and the foliage that krakoa brings they could create any medicine right it's like a cure-all they've got three three what three medicines that they make right as far as i know they have one that is a cure-all basically it cures cancer and diseases cancer and everything like that they have one that extends the lifespan of humans by five years. Mm-hmm. And then I forget what the third one was. Probably a boner pill. <laughs> yeah, it's a boner. Definitely a boner pill. Viagra. Double XL. Blue chew. <laughs> we have this problem that when they we resurrect them, their penises are softer than normal. So... <laughs> Oh, they're turned on. Just still soft. So Krakow invented something. It's called harder than the 
Carbon. I don't know. <laughs> Krakow was bad at land. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say, say harder yeah. than the island or something. <laughs> yeah. Dude. It's harder than Krakoa's rock. <laughs> there you go. That's like yeah. Jason Momoa's memoirs is harder than the harder than the island, you know? Really? That's, yeah. Damn it's it. got to be. We've been ripping someone off. <laughs> we didn't mean to, Jason Momoa. We're don't, sorry. Don't find us and beat us up. Or do. I'm down. <laughs> hey, if you want to be on the show after you beat us up, hit me up. Or before. <laughs> or Let before. that be the like ending of the show. You, you know what's funny? You've retained a lot of knowledge from this comic that I missed and that I slipped over. Maybe you should, Maybe you should be part of this sometimes to where... You know the facts. Yeah. <laughs> That's me, the fact knower. <laughs> <laughs> they they talked uh, to the White Queen and were like, "Listen, you uh, push our drugs like a good guy, and uh, you know we'll scratch each other's backs." And then uh, th- they tell her that because I guess uh, what's his name? Why am I forgetting his name? Hellfire Club guy, Sebastian. Sebastian. They t- they tell her that. She's got to give control to him of the Hellfire Club because I guess she is in control right now. Right. And she's like, I just got control. And because uh, what they want is they want him to be the dirty one that's, that peddles the drugs right. to, the, to the countries that don't want anything to do with it. Right. So under the table, but she's going to be the uh, over the table. Right. Over the pants. So the soft just like we are right now so the soft people <laughs> in other countries like violent countries you know they want to get boners too so that's why they would deal with everybody Sebastian needs Shaw. boners a good right. boner <laughs> so about emma frost has she always been called the white queen okay. is that yeah. just something so, i've missed no, in like my viewing of yes, x-men stuff probably, i've just always known her as emma frost okay so originally when first introduced like in the 70s uh, she was part of the Hellfire Club. She was the White Queen. She was a villain, straight up villain. Um, moving into like the nineties, she started having like changes of heart every now and then, and then she eventually surrendered herself to the X Men, and then she proved herself to be one of them, and then she became one of the teachers mm. at the institute. She taught Generation X, and her and Banshee were the teachers, and she banged. Cyclops, and then as yeah. everyone does then, at one point or well, another. Then <laughs> after that, after the, after the Generation X era, uh, Jean Grey and Cyclops started having weird problems, mm-hmm. and then Cyclops, hence the boner pills. <laughs> so, Cyclops actually went to Emma Frost and started having psychic counseling that turned into psychic affair. Psychic yeah. affair, yes. Hey, so if, not real. No, so it's no, like if not physical. If you're so a psychic, it's, it's real. I mean, it's, it's very real it's in your like, head. What's the Sylvester Stallone movie? Uh, oh, Rocky. Oh, no, you mean, yes. you mean <laughs> Rocky, Demolition Man. Yes, Demolition, Demolition Man. Man. <laughs> yeah, Rocky, whenever he has the psychological <laughs> yeah. sex with Adrian, like, you know? He's like, Adrian, let me have mind sex with you. And she's like, Adrian, <laughs> I'm coming in your mind. Oh, that was a great uh, out-of-body experience when we had sex. <laughs> it was nice. His Sylvester Stallone impression isn't very good, but it's a lot better than mine. Hey, and I'm sad. You got to sound like you. just got to sound drunk. <laughs> just get punched in the head a few times and hey, you're, you're good to go. I just go punch people. That's what I do. 
<laughs> it's how you start your uh, You get hit, you got to hit back. <laughs> okay, so let's transfer to something that isn't. Right. So I made a witty joke about Demolition Man perfectly. It mm-hmm. went through perfectly. Everybody laughed. Right. Yeah. But well, anyways, uh, psychological sex with uh, the White Queen, as it were. That's nice. Basically, what happens is they come to her and they say, we'll give you two seats on our government uh-huh. if you take this deal for us and you will have exclusive rights to our drugs for Magneto says something like 20 years or something like that. And she comes back with 50, 50 (laughs) 50 and Magneto just goes 50, 50 years. is what I meant. And then she's like, sounds good to me. And then they were like, Oh, but you need to bring, what is it? The black King or something he goes by or something like that. Sebastian Sebastian Shaw. You need to bring him on for the things you talked about. They say, and she's like, okay, but if I'm going to do that, I get three seats. Right. Okay. And that's how that whole deal gets done. Okay, so then we get to House of X5, and we realize that they are going to resurrect all of the X-Men. And this is kind of what they've showed us from the beginning, because we see Professor X always like standing over these weird pods, and we're like, well, what the hell's with these pods, right? He's like, so these little eggs are breaking open, and some fucking X-Men naked dudes are coming yeah, out. Yeah, some like... like Adam and Eve looking bullshit. Right. And he's like, to me, my X-Men. <sighs> it is weird. <laughs> right. It is weird. That do he, said, he does say that, though. He does say, to me, my X-Men, which is... Right. I'm not, I'm not, okay, can I, can I throw this out? I don't, I don't really like this, uh, this Xavier. You don't like him? No. Well, you know, Moira had to teach him... I know. ...that he can't care so much about humans. I know. And right? he just seems like... This one... This... This uh, Professor X seems like a dickhead. I mean, he kind of does seem like a dickhead, but... And creepy. They have thought of everything in this version. Right, because she has showed him every outcome, every future, and every future they lose. Right. So, I guess they she had to give him some callous skin, yeah. <laughs> I guess. Right. I mean, just imagine, like living a thing where if someone just comes and shows you all these lives you've had, all this care, all this effort you've put into everything you've ever done. Is and it, it just doesn't happen. She, yeah. it she just breaks. She shows them seven different futures, right? Is right. that what it is? And, I, and like it, she doesn't, she express that every time he cares so much for humans, then it's definite failure. Right. <laughs> and the, she, so she's like, dude, you're going to have to get over it. Right. It's like whenever, you know, like Toby, gonna have to get over that relationship (laughs) 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 i'm just kidding (laughs) but you know he's like he's like he believes so strongly and she's just like dude dude stop so this is the version of xavier that's like all right all right i don't give a shit about humans anymore (laughs) it's all about mutants over here He, he gets some magneto in him little bit right kind of he really yeah, does like he really does in the ver- in the i know we're not talking about like the first half of the right. series but on in the first half of the series reading it i was just like are they turning xavier into a bad guy somehow because that's kind of the I vibes mean, they i got give in the you beginning the, like they give you the vibe that it's like something's going on but i feel like whenever you see the resurrection and he's like doing the same shit you're like oh he he's like really He's like there for like the birth of their his like his children. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. Like they fucking go off on a mission and they straight up get murdered and he is there to like re reborn. You know yeah, what I mean? So he's like 
to me, my fucking X-Men. Like, crawl out of these fucking egg sacks. For the 13th it, it, time, maybe. But, uh, so let's talk about the the way that they explain the resurrection. Okay, that's okay. what I was about to bring up. Okay, so the resurrection is a group of five mutants. And now, and some of them weren't even important at all. Okay. Mm. There was, it's like a ragtag group of like mutants we've seen in the past comics that like some have been evil, some have been like no one gives a shit about characters. You know what I mean? But, anyways, they're, they can resurrect a mutant because there's a character called Gold Balls. <laughs> what a name. Yeah. Who was a straight up character? Like they made him, he was kind of the character like when, when Cyclops, when Scott like went off and started his own like team. Because everybody thought he was like, you know, a terrorist or something. Yeah. He he was like, who's coming with me? And Gold Balls was honestly one of those younger students that was like, I'll go with you. And then he's <laughs> like, well, okay, what can you do? I can make these little gold balls shoot out of my hands if you want or whatever. So, but now they're saying these are eggs. He, they can make these gold balls into eggs, right? Mm-hmm. And then they take... Proteus is another mutant because, you know, you have to remember this is a different timeline. So Proteus is, he's on board. He's one of the, I guess we're all the good guys. Like all the mutants right now are on the same team. Right. Whether they're bad or they're good, whatever. You get some really bad ones in a little while. Right. And uh, Proteus helps warp, you know, reality a little bit to like make these eggs more suitable for like someone to actually be birthed from. To make them fertile, I think is how they phrase it. Okay. And then uh, they inject the DNA of someone who, the person they're trying to resurrect. Well, they also have uh, Cerebro with uh, the... the, uh, Well, that's the end of the process. That's the very... skipping steps. (laughs) 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 And then... um, elixir a mutant that like no one really gave a shit about right he can control the cellular process of what's happening so he makes sure that he's growing like a healthy or a healthy mutant and then um eva bell she has the power of warping time so she just grows the body like into an older age right then professor with his updated cerebro that he wears at all times he is copying all mutants' consciousness daily on a daily basis. It was it was really complicated because he, he's talking to Forge and he's like, "Okay, I want a hard copy, three backups, and then once a year, another one." <laughs> like like he, he wants like five copies, like a super backup. Yeah, right. yeah. Like, that's, he's he like refreshes everything. He's like, like syncing his phone. Every chance he gets. <laughs> He's like, I'm not missing out on these nudes from, nudes from 86. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's when you play like a, a PlayStation game and you're about to go into a room and you save like three different oh, slots. Yeah. And you're it's like, like an ink ribbon in at Resident Evil. You're yeah. like, and then you're like, you turn around and you grab some grenades and then you're like, did I save? I should save. I don't want to have to grab these grenades every time I come back to this save. And then, and then the next time you jump on and you play, you like realize that you saved at the last boss battle and you have nothing in your inventory. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and that's why Professor is fucking smart. Because <laughs> he has five different save points. That's why he's but got yes, a degree. After the body is grown at, at, to be one of the people that just died, then 
uh, Professor will put your consciousness back into your body from where you last synced up and you're reborn. So now you can't, so, so now we have the, okay, humans want to kill mutants. That's always been the problem. Now we can bring them back whenever we want. So I don't love, I don't love this part. Of you don't this. love that part? I don't love this part at all. I neither, do. Neither did Rob Liefeld. <laughs> Rob Liefeld has a very interesting Twitter, and he talks shit about a lot of things. Oh, yeah, and he uh, apparently he had a bunch of problems with Marvel, and he said that they were shady business uh, businesses being practices practices. <laughs> Anyways, Words. being practiced, and uh, he was like, "Oh, great! Now we get to see X Men grown in little fucking pods and birthed every time one of them dies or whatever." Can't wait to buy my pod toy. <laughs> But, like, you know, Rob Liefeld, really? You're going to bitch about, oh, you don't want to see X-Men that are grown in eggs and and for resurrection when your character, uh, Deadpool, just can't die? That's your explanation. (laughs) Oh, he just can't die. No resurrections here. He just can't die. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that no one's ever dead in these comics. They come back eventually. Like, Wolverine was gone for a long time, apparently. I didn't see any of that but apparently he was gone for a long time but no one ever thought like he's never coming back they're never gonna do that that's that's what i'm saying like that takes away the impact sometimes because like when uh, nightcrawler was killed off in the second coming storyline and he was gone for years like years and gene was killed off and she was dead for like 13 years yeah but the thing is like they can easily do that with this storyline all they have to do is like kill one of those five for a little while and let them be gone and that's no that's what i resurrect yeah that's what i like about this story though is like they set it up to where they're like well now it's not a problem mutants or humans could be pissed off at mutants and kill them all they want because we could just bring them back to life but as far as stories go, nothing ever lasts. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. So we'll get to a point where that's be- going to become a problem. You know what I mean? So I could totally see them doing a run a little bit down the line. They'll do a little while where people are dying left and right, and then they're coming back, and everybody's clapping and saying, that's their name, they're X-Men. Yeah, yeah. crowd right. cheering. And because that's what it's like some cult thing they do every time they resurrect them. Yeah. But, I, didn't, I didn't like that whole party there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, it was well, really I mean, weird. But. I feel like all of it is kind of put there for a reason. You know what I, I mean? I do. Like, like they're they're showing you like what it takes to become this version of the X Men where we've finally compromised with humanity and we've finally shown them we're just gonna do what we need to do. We'll still be cool with you though. You yeah. know what I mean? And like, but at what cost? At creepy weird cult costs you know where we all live on an island and and our whole species just like lives together you know what i mean we're essentially we're seeing out magneto's vision you know like from the beginning right and professor's just there to be like well i'll help lead it (laughs) so i find i really do like the whole like story conceit that like the only way that this ended up happening is finally Xavier and Magneto like got buddy buddy again. And like those two getting together and like having the same goal is literally all the X-Men needed to just, we're okay now. Yeah. It's fine. We're on the good timeline. (laughs) Right. It's like we sat down and we had some coffee and we've been thinking. Had and then, a threesome with Moira then, like, McTaggart. Everything was fine. And then all the X-Men are lined up like they're the children or something. And like, 
we've decided that Uncle Magneto is going to move in. <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> He's got some good ideas. We're going to try not to kill humans, though. <laughs> it's like rule two, I think, of their Uncle laws. Magneto's just like, oh, He's like, oh, I guess so. I guess. I guess. <laughs> Whatever you want, Charles. <laughs> as long as I've got a drinking buddy. Ah, Here's like, some scotch. So, so this whole issue where where they they actually show the resurrection and everything, I feel like the first part of it is important, and then the rest of it is just filler. Like it, it it's it's a lot of that. Um, what is your name? And they say their name, and then um, how do I know it's you? And uh, they they say something to Storm. Storm is like the cult leader right here, or like yeah. the the I don't know whatever. But she keeps like having them say the, their names and everything, and then she's like, "You are my brother. You are my sister. You are a mutant." And like, there was just a lot of panels that just didn't matter <laughs> in, in that whole. I part. think you're being racist right now. Actually. Racist? Yes. Why be- because for the first time in comics, we see all the mutants. Living together in harmony. No, no, no. That's all. You're hating on mutant culture, <laughs> you're, sir. You're no, a mutie hater. It just <laughs> seemed like hater. a lot of the, like there was no story that was really progressing. Like, I know it was I, one and, at a time, and and, then, I, and obviously I'm joking, but we've yeah. we've never seen this mutant culture. No, yeah, everyone you know is together mean? for once. Right. The only thing I can think of as far as like why it's actually there from a writing direction is just like. That's how they legit prove that the right version of them was put in by Cerebro. Because in the little, like, behind-the-scenes writing that they do, they do talk Mm -hmm. about the idea of people's conscious being put in the wrong bodies. And I feel like that's just how they do that. They walk out and they'll be like, you're Cyclops. Are you Cyclops? And the dude says some I'm Cyclops shit. And I was like, okay, he's really Cyclops. We're good. Yay! So obviously that's going to be a, a, a story arc. That, that someone's really gonna get, seems like it. Someone's going to be in the wrong body soon, right? Yeah, maybe that sounds like something <laughs> sounds, they could easily do. Oh, some fucking Freaky Friday shit. There's two Cyclopses or something. They also mentioned something that didn't come up at all in the actual story, but it was in the little sideline stuff. Xavier has changed his consciousness from the backup. He has wiped something that he has seen twice. From the backup. It's in one of the little side panel things oh, that really? it talks about. It says he has twice pulled his consciousness from a backup and swapped it out with his own in real time. He's it said Ooh, he'd done that twice. That's mysterious. And that's mm, just something that. that's real weird. Yeah. Like I was real careful reading all that stuff. I didn't go to the trouble of trying to like learn their stupid language and translating it <laughs> like a lot of insane people might but, do. But uh, I think it's pretty cool though that they like for a new storyline yeah. invented their own like code for like they they wrote a legit mutant language that right. all of them know. Apparently like they can't write it. Or maybe they can, but there's like two levels of it. There's the level all of them can comprehend, and then there's the level that only the island and the dude that can interface with the island knows. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. I think my Stallone impression is good. <laughs> I like it. Um, it, it, it. It has its highs and lows. Me and my friend Eli, we had a game we used to play where we'd just think of movie uh, movie plots that Stallone came up with. <laughs> because... You know, he came up with Rocky. That was his idea. He came up with Rambo. 
and he doesn't seem like the smartest guy, but he's like pumping out franchises left and right. So I can only imagine a meeting, a pitch meeting with like him being like, hey, I got this idea for this movie that they sent me back in time and I'm supposed to protect like John Connor. <laughs> and they're like, uh, no, Mr. Stallone, that's already a movie. And he's like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, I got another one. <laughs> and he just like rolls them I out. Wanna, I want to hear him <laughs> describe other movies like, like, Fight Club or something, and he's like, you know, but it's and really just like, myself. And in the end, he's like, this is a war with himself. <laughs> and he's like, Adrian, or like, oh, what's down that? with the patriarch. <laughs> Tyler Durden. <laughs> it's like Adrian, but he's screaming Tyler Durden. <laughs> what's the name of the one that the fat meatloaf dude that dies? Bob. Bob. Oh, Bob. His name was Bob. His name yeah. was Robert Paulson. Yeah, his name was Robert Paulson. Bob Zombie. <laughs> That's a character me and Rabbit came up with. I'm Bob Zombie. It's like the cheap, drunk uncle that wants to be like Rob Zombie. It's like the Dr. Lightning not. of Rob Zombie's <laughs> Dr. Pepper. He's like, dressed like him and everything, but he's just like, hey, what's up? Like he's the guy, he's like the drunk uncle that built uh, like a Halloween maze in his garage and he's like, come on, kids, Bob Zombie. <laughs> that drunk uncle that the parents don't really want to be around the kids very much. Right, because of molestation reasons. <laughs> they, they, they know about it. Or they're giving him a second chance. All right, this X Men comic book, though. Let's, yeah, let's continue. In the next episode, we talk about the organization of the government, and we have villains among us. Weird to be to be part of the, the council. Weird, yeah. Weirdly enough, this super boring chapter, I think, is my favorite. Of oh yeah, the series. Oh, yeah. It was like nothing really happens, but it's so good, dude. It was just so cool to see like villains and heroes all being like well we're all mutants so See, we have to do this i didn't even get any of that because the like wing that is apparently villains like yeah. i don't know who any of those people are right like, like sinister it was like sinister was there. i recognize apocalypse sinister but i don't know anything about him like and i've oh, seen apocalypse yeah. in the terrible terrible movie <laughs> what is sinister's deal in this story he's amazing that's his deal he's just <laughs> he's, the best dude he, he, this is the only time i've ever seen him he, so slapstick like he this. is the most metro amazing dude <laughs> he's got good like one-liners and stuff and like when you when you see him early on like in one of the other issues he's like he's got all his clones around him and they're like we want to see the the real sinister so they they're talking to the real sinister and uh he looks like magneto and he's like Nice cape. Why didn't well, I need a cape? Because he's yeah, not wearing a cape. That's yeah. legitimately what I was thinking. <laughs> and, I'm like the cape. That's amazing. I, it's just it's goofy. It doesn't seem sinister. Like it doesn't seem I mean, sinister. Like, like I, love I, it. I feel like though they sinister has been goofy. Like if you really think about what he's doing and what he likes to do, you know what I mean? Because clone people. It was like he loves just like research and like guessing what would happen he's obsessed with the idea that gene and scott's kid is going to be like this super powered kid and he's just like always finding ways to where he's like oh checkmate we're gonna get a kid out of that one <laughs> <laughs> like he was wasn't he behind after gene died the first time and then scott like met uh madeline Pryor. The, the clone of Jean Grey. I'm pretty sure Sinister was like, hey, yeah, yeah, get no, together, he was, yeah, yeah have was, a kid, you know? And that's what Cable became. Mm -hmm. That was Matt. So, like, we have Sinister going like, man, that, that Scott guy and that Jean girl, 
they're gonna have the craziest kid, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do something with that kid. I'm gonna like, I'm gonna influence him. That, or that sounds very different than I think you mean it to sound. No, that's well, exactly yeah, no, how it is. That's oh, seriously. so he wanted to rape child cable, did he? He didn't want to rape him. He wanted to get in them jeans. He wanted to take advantage of the power jeans. Genetic. Genetic. <laughs> he would do anything to get in them jeans. So, so like, you know, essentially, we've th- thought of Sinister as this dark guy. I mean, the guy's name is Sinister. You know what That's I mean? That's what I'm saying. But, but he's not in, so in, sinister. In actuality, he's always just wanted to be an uncle. What? <laughs> With with a horror maze, you know. But in, so uh, Jonathan Hickman is the name of the gentleman writing this, right? Yes, yes. So I feel like he just saw Thor Ragnarok, and they're like, "Oh, people like funny things. We got a funny guy now." Right? Yeah, sinister. <laughs> to be honest, I want to see more sinister like this. Dude, I loved oh, yeah. him. Like, Sinister's I love that dude. I've always liked sinister. Anyways, I, I've so. always liked him. But I like, like his now. Look. I love him because <laughs> he's just, right. He's he's the one that's got his feet up on the table and he's just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> just knocking off the person that was but, in charge and like cha- I'm the one in charge. It now. like totally changes my perspective of him though. Like when you watch him in like X-Men the animated series and he's like sitting there spouting out all these serious lines. Now it makes me think it's like satire. You know what I mean? It's right. Like, yeah. He's like, Oh, I'll get you, Gene Gray. <laughs> and then and then he's like <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like, and then pretty much a celebration happens after they decide who all is going to be a part of their government and they're all chilling together and they're just like, we're fucking mutants and we're fucking proud. And then they're like shooting fireworks in the air and shit like, yo, Jubilee, hook it up with the fireworks. (laughs) Uh, Coming back to your whole like uh, hooking up with Cyclops thing earlier. Yeah. uh, I was talking to a dude at work and apparently there was a Cyclops. Huh? (laughs) Well, come on. Yeah, he, he did. It was real crazy. Yeah, uh, but apparently, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> he had seen this conspiracy theory, like weird thing online, where people think that Cyclops is now like bisexual. I don't know where they got it from because the only like frame in the entirety series of the comic I could see that anywhere near points to that is there's a scene where Cyclops and Jean Grey are there and Wolverine just shows up and like hangs his arms on both of them and I'm like did people just see that and be like oh threesome that's cool (laughs) I can see it like what is with this whole like brony shipping culture now that like three people touched each other and they're just like they they they, banging they also have such a you know past all three of them you know what I mean so maybe there's not any animosity in this version they're just like hey threesome It kind of seems like they're kind of chill. I know, right? All together. Right. As opposed to a lot of the X-Men stuff I've seen, Cyclops and Wolverine, they don't hate each other, but they don't get along very well. Yeah, I mean, they're like all hanging out and shit, working as a team. Drinking beers together. Wasn't there moments in that where they went on that suicide mission where they were like straight up just like, I don't want to do this. And like, you... I'll do it. You're my friend. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoa, like, dude. Cyclops legitimately watched Wolverine like jump out into the vacuum of space and like sacrifice himself. And like, he kind of had this like sadness to him whenever he was watching. Right. It. And that didn't used to happen. It was always like, Oh, punch that. Come back here, Wolverine. I'm going to punch you before you die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to laser eye you one last time. Yeah. And then, you know, after that, I think the only thing that really happens is like this big revelation of the fact that 
they've always lost. They've always this this they they show us a little bit of this future we've been seeing throughout the comic and we realized it's a version where they're like keeping mutants like in a zoo because they're like extinct and they explain that yo you guys have lost every time like no matter what happens you lose because guess what making a human into a super soldier always works better than just a mutant like mutants can like be born as like little bird people that's not cool we'll just make super superhumans and then mutants will go extinct anyways so they explain that and kitty pride's like well shit guess we lost this one too so house of x is like pretty much they don't know what's gonna happen like they've always lost and they hid the fact that they've always lost from everyone <laughs> but they have this new plan hopefully it doesn't end with losing <laughs> once again but but i feel like when you're a mutant and the way the x-men stories have always gone it might end badly so more likely it's going direction <laughs> right <laughs> So have you uh have you all you haven't read any of the new stuff that is birthed from this story? No, because I finished oh, yeah. this X-Men series, this House of X, Powers of X thing, and I'm like, oh, that's really cool, and I'm excited about X-Men now, and I want to go and keep reading this X-Men comic that I've heard they're gonna come out with and just keep reading this new story and see what happens. And then I get to the last few pages of like the last one and I open it up and it's just like Here's the 16 new X-Men series <laughs> that we're going to run yeah. that you have to read simultaneously so in order I, to keep up. And I'm just like, oh, this is why I don't so, read comics. So obviously, <laughs> as a newcomer to the story, to the X-Men story, we've been used to that. Yeah. Like the X-Men themselves, like you can't, it's nowhere near the size of Avengers. Avengers is small fries compared to the amount of people in X-Men stories. So like you have to remember that everyone was like in school together and they like all all our family, they're all like different people that have like learned to use their powers and then they started graduating, creating all these different teams. And like X-Factor at one point was like a team that worked for the government and then like X-Force was like a team that like would use force and maybe kill people, you know, if they had to. And then, like, Generation X was, like, a new class that was coming up. And, like, you know what I mean? You have, like... New mutants. New mutants, yeah. Excalibur. And, like, I've heard of all these things. Yeah. So these are (laughs) all teams. All stories of teams. So whenever you... You know, we just got this reset from House of X, Powers of X. And uh, so all these new ones are, like, what's going on with this group of characters? What's going on with this group of characters? You know what I mean? It's, like... This is we're we're just like going back to the olden days and seeing all these new teams being born again. So you could pick them. I would I would suggest if you don't like if you want to stick to the core X Men books, just pick out your characters. Like if you want to see Wolverine, Jean Grey, Cyclops, you could probably pick like two different books and then like run with them. Wolverine's a busy man. He's in fucking every yeah. every yeah. X Men book, yeah. pretty much. That's the thing is like they do such a good job of like putting certain characters in every one. Where I'm like, oh hey, Apocalypse is in that one. I kind of want to see what's going on with that. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? The Louisiana dude. 
Gambit. Gambit. Yeah, Gambit. Gambit. I like. I love Gambit from the animated series. Leave me alone. <laughs> He's right there on the wall. <laughs> yeah, I found him. Gambit. He's right there. Like I see him on the cover of one. I'm like, I kind of want to read that now. And then right. it's like all these characters. And of course, the, like the main, the flagship one, Young is, Cable. The flagship one is like X Men, and it has Scott, Gene, and Wolverine on a team. So obviously, it's like that's probably a good one. Probably gonna read. buy that one. You know. What but I mean? also got told by someone like the main one for like the crazy story stuff happening. Like they heard somewhere that it wasn't even going to be the main X-Men comic. It was going to be like Marauders or some nonsense. Well, Marauders. So I read, I read the X-Men one and I've read Marauders since the new stuff has been coming out. All Marauders is, is okay. So it's like, and it's very clever to me. I, th- I thought it was very clever, but not to rob Liefeld. <laughs> but anyways, Rob's got beef. He does got beef. Uh, but anyways, I think that, okay. So that story Marauders is about how, how they, when they first built Krakoa and they started growing these plants that open portals, they were like, we're finally in the stages to where we could get, we're going to get young mutants. We're going to get, you know, like, Anyone we can who wants to join, you know, we're, we're just going to open the gates, let them all walk through. Whoever wants to live on our island as a young mutant or an old mutant or whatever, you're welcome. So they open all the gates and they start inviting people in and it's like, welcome, welcome to Krakoa, welcome. And then Kitty Pride, you know, like she's the ride along character for this story. So she's just like, wow, I can't believe all this is happening. Wow, wow. And then she's like, I can't wait to go to Krakoa. And then when she goes to walk through, she's like, <laughs> And she's got a bloody nose and she's like, what the hell is happening? And then they're like, well, like, I don't know. Like sometimes Krakoa just doesn't let people in. And she's like, what? <laughs> so she's like super bummed. And then she's got like a black eye because she ran into it so hard. Broke her nose. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, so then, so then she's like all bummed about it and somebody approaches her. I think it's, I think it's Emma. Emma comes up to her after her being bombed and just doing all this stuff. That's just like, cause she like sailed, she sails all the way to the Island. And then all of a sudden Emma's like, Hey, what's up? And she's like, I don't know. I'm just bummed. I fucking rode a boat all the way to this Island because I couldn't take the portals. And she's like, I just don't know why I'm having such bad luck. And Emma's like, you know, you should, you should feel special that you're somebody who's not being allowed in because it gives you a new meaning. She's like, what do you mean? And she's like, there's a lot of people that aren't being accepted through the portals. And she's like, what? She's like, yeah, there's a lot of mutants that have to travel here because they're not being allowed through these. And and so Emma's like, you know what you should do is you should start a team and help all of these mutants travel here, whether it be through plane or boat or whatever. And she's like, that's stupid and then she kind of thinks about it later on and she's like all right i'll do it and she's all right that'll get me my own book and and yeah (laughs) and then she's pretty much like i'm i'm a fucking pirate now (laughs) oh (laughs) jeez so how all good stories are told so she's like oh we'll name the team marauders because no one needs to know we're all x-men helping everyone because (laughs) we're probably gonna deal with bad people also (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting. And Rob Liefeld was like, he goes, he on a tweet, he goes, so I guess Kitty Pride is some just avatar for weirdos now. 
And all these people were just like, what the fuck, Rob? And I was like, Stop. wait. And I even tweeted at him and I was like, isn't that what Deadpool is? Like literally an avatar for weirdos. So, yeah. Constantly <laughs> talking about weird ass shit and chimichangas. And- yeah. So, anyways, just calm it down, Rob. We like you still. Yeah. Just <laughs> you did a good thing. thing. You did a good thing. Chill. Well, you guys ready to wrap it up? Yeah. Yeah. Wrap it, it up. And tap it. All right. Thank you, Destin, for being a part of this. You're good at information. I will remember that you're good at that. I do my best. <laughs> Would you like to plug? Yeah. Um, so uh, go check out my other shows. I've got the Secret Transmission podcast. It's all about uh, spooky stuff. It's a satire show, so don't take us too seriously. <laughs> yeah. um, and by this time, I think that episode would have aired that yes. i was on uh, you were on a after dark actually you are too <laughs> we uh, talk about ghosts and stuff and then uh, i've also got another show called the secret levels podcast it's a retro video game review show and uh, you can find both shows on all the major podcast apps and uh, social medias you can find me just secret transmission secret podcast find me all right, well, it's been a fun one. Uh, hit the like button, subscribe, and all that such, and, and all that jazz. Plug your stuff again. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyways, Not like that. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's W-N-T-N. And um, if you want to go to, if you want to follow me personally on Instagram, it's I Hate Ghosts. We also have a worship and tribute uh, Instagram. We also have podcast versions of a lot of our shows, and we they are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and all that stuff and shit and stuff. Is there a place you can buy these wonderful T-shirts? Yes, these T-shirts are available uh, at, at our Big Cartel. It's Big Cartel slash Worship Attribute Nerd. Oh, that's a real and thing. I thought s- he was making something no, up. They are on sale for twenty dollars plus shipping. And if you could buy them, that would help us out. Support the show. Support everything. Support, Support. art. Everyone buy local. Everyone in twenty nineteen is like money, 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 money. And then someone goes buy my art, and they're like. What? what? I could go on the internet and look up art for free. <laughs> <laughs> also, porn. Porn is also for free. <laughs> right. Buy our porn. <laughs> uh, Pornhub.com slash worship and tribute nerd. <laughs> You've got to make up- that account now. <laughs> I'm just going to start uploading to you porn. See if, see if horny people are Pornhub, like, what Mike, is this? Pornhub. <laughs> I would worship. Right. I would worship and tribute. I would tribute. <laughs> Is this one of them fucking nerds thing where the, they fuck the nerdy girls? Anyways. Is this one of them furry things? <laughs> it's been a good time. Thank you for being on the show, guys. Thank you for Thank having you. me. Thank you. All right. Make art, not fart. See you for later, both. nerds. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>